you're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, what does it actually mean to have a relationship with God? So I'm not talking about what is, how do you start a relationship with God, but rather, what does it actually mean to have a day-to-day personal relationship with God? It's an important question for all of us as we seek to walk with Jesus and follow Jesus together. Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, a part of the leadership team here at uh, Christ Community Chapel. I'm, I've got with me today Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey Donato, both other members of our leadership team. Our question today is, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? And I want to be clear on what we mean by this question. This is not the question of, of salvation, starting a relationship with God, but then we often talk about using expressions like walking with Jesus and things like that. What does that actually mean? How does it play out practically to be a Christian who has an ongoing relationship with the God of the universe? What does that look like? Usually we let Zach reframe the question, but uh, let me go ahead and take a shot at it. Uh, My question would be, how do you have a relationship with anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What does a relationship mean? So we can start with that and then we'll get to God. Yeah, I think that is exactly what I'd say, is that, you know, sometimes with spiritual things, we we make them too mystical mm-hmm. uh, and, and too kind of ethereal, so they become confusing. And I think that's right. I, I think about, for me, I think about I've, I have been married to my wife 15 years this summer. We dated for four years before that, so almost two decades we've been together. And if you said, what does it mean to have a relationship with Amy? I could give you 57 things right right off the top of my head that it has meant for me, ways it's changed me, ways it's shaped me, you know, uh, ways that that I've learned, that I've grown, that I, you know, uh, it would be no problem. Wouldn't even have to think about it. And I think there's a similar truth to that and what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus is it means fundamentally to be changed by him, to be shaped, to learn him. Uh, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he wants for me, what he doesn't want for me. Yeah, and, and also the, the the times when there is tension in your marriage, some of it has to do with not spending time together, yeah. right? I mean, that's right. the other thing right. is yeah. that it, relationships take time. They take uh, prioritizing. Uh, they take give and take. So I was thinking of there's probably lots of places you could go biblically, but Deuteronomy 6 is often mm-hmm. referred to when you're thinking about how to teach your children about Jesus. But I think it's very practical also in just— naming specific ways in that time that when you're walking along the road, when you're mm-hmm. eating, when whatever it looks like, that your relationship with Jesus is woven into all of those practical aspects of your life and communication with others. And yeah. um, That's a great passage to reference because, you know, that passage is where it says, you know, write it on your forehead yep. and your your eyeballs and your fingers and your doorpost. And, and I think what it's saying is that in any relationship, in any relationship— there's going to be difficulty, right? Right. right? To be in relationship with anyone is to change. Like that's just fundamentally true. To have a friendship, to get married, to have a a kid, it's going to change you. Real relationships change you. So what you have to do is remind yourself that it's worth it, right? So when the writer of Deuteronomy 6 is saying, put it on your head, put it on your, he's not just meaning the law. He's meaning the story of God bringing you out of Egypt, the story, he's talking about the the Pentateuch. Like if you don't remind yourself of the faithfulness of God, and I, I think that's true. You know, look, uh, I remember a couple years ago that my best friend from high school, uh, guy I grew up with, played football with, very close, He his dad uh, died. 
Uh, his dad had a, uh, he collapsed and he was in ICU and it looked like he was going to die. And I, I, my, my family, I, I'm from a place about eight hours away from here. And I looked at my wife and said, I got to go. Jumped in the car, barely packed anything and went. And I called her and she's like, why are you going? And I said, I just feel like this is one of those moments where he's going to remember if I was there or I wasn't there. This is one of those moments right. that, and, and what I was really saying is like, look, friendship is hard. Like we live eight hours away. We have families. I don't call him as much as I should right? So because I don't call him as much as I should, he's going to wonder, do I really care about him? And I want to give him a stake in the ground moment to say, you know, I care about you because when your dad was dying, I was there for you, right? And I think in a similar way, the way relationships are sustained and the way we want the change they bring is that we're reminded that the person is worth it, right? Whether that's romantically or as a friend, as a colleague, as a and so a relationship with Jesus isn't just being changed by him. Mm. It's it's being okay with it because he's proven he's worth it. Right. And that's why I think preaching the gospel to yourself is such an integral part of what it means, saying, this is how I know Jesus loves me. This is how I know Jesus wants what's good for me. This is how I know I can trust him, right? Because a uh, relationship with him is going to be difficult. Are there ways even um, that around this table, I guess, that we can practically point people to— um, ways to grow their relationship with Jesus or quiet time practices or things like that that um, would be beneficial? I think one thing I would say is uh, we have talked about this on a previous podcast too, but uh, the Bible really matters. You know, I think uh, the analogy I used on that podcast was that if you want to hear from God, uh, you have to be able to speak the same language. And so if you don't know scripture, you know, that's, that is the primary way that that God speaks to us. That is the way that God has revealed himself and to us. And that's the only way you know how God thinks, yeah. right, is to read the Bible. So that's what, one of the things I would say, Stacey, and I think that's a great question. Uh, for me, I, I everybody becomes, everybody, I think, is a creature of habit to a certain degree, uh, and I am for sure a creature of habit. Uh, so for me, I start every day uh, with a primary relationship. Um, you know, with uh, So I start every day with God. And uh, part of it is what Jimmy just said. I, I will read the Bible through. Uh, I, I read it kind of uh, systematically because I want to read the whole Bible in a year. Uh, I uh, will spend some time uh, journaling, writing down. I walk in the morning, uh, and during my walk, I'll be praying for people and opening, just open to what thoughts God wants me to have and what is coming in my day and uh, committing to Him. I think um, what Zach said about about Amy, uh, his wife, is true with, with with Karen. Every day I want to spend time with her. You know, I used to uh, take pride in uh, how much time I spent with God until I thought, what, what, <laughs> what would it be like if I came to the office and I started bragging about how much time I'd spent with Karen? What would that, what would that say about how... <laughs> What kind of person Karen was? I, I have to say, yeah, I spent like forty-five minutes straight with that yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, that would be tough. It was it was yeah. awful, yeah. but I gritted yeah. my teeth. Yeah, uh, I want to. I, I and from the time I, I realized that, what my goal was uh, was to to know God well enough uh, that it was a joy uh, that I would look forward to the time that I would get just with Him. I mean, the rest of my day. Uh, I share my time with other people and other tasks and stuff, but in the morning, it's just me and him, hmm. and those are special. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's well said, and there's nothing that replaces that. So just amen that, and then add a second thing that I think is helpful. I think for me, realizing 
Uh, one of the most formative thing in my relationship with Jesus has probably been realizing I can trust him. And I think particularly as that relates to my sin, that when he confronts my sin, it is always for my good. And and I am a very strong personality, uh, a little bombastic. So like I sin... Is it? Do we Wait. say amen at different amen. times here? Amen. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, in my life, I can hurt people easily without meaning to. And so that means people are often confronting me or, or letting me know I hurt them. And I used to push back against that and get defensive. I probably still do uh, some, hopefully less. But then I realized that one of the great things about the gospel is that anything that God exposes about me He's already died for, right? right. Jesus has yeah. already paid for. So God is never exposing my sin to crush me with it um, or because he's angry over it, because he's already crushed Jesus and poured out his anger on Jesus. So if God is exposing it, it's only ever for my good. Right. So so rather than obfuscate or defend or I can just turn towards it and say, hey, maybe what that person is saying I am, maybe I am that. And if I am that, what would that mean? Would that mean I wasn't loved? Would that mean I wasn't accepted? Would that mean, well, no, it wouldn't mean those things. Okay, well, then maybe I ought to just consider that that's true. And if that is true, how do I fix that? And and the more I've been able to do that, I think the quicker I've been able to repent, I think less damage in my relationships yeah. has, has happened. And I felt closer to Jesus because... I'm constantly reminded of my sin, which means I'm constantly reminded of my forgiveness. You know, in the words of John, who says, hey, if we're faithful or if we're able to confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. So confession uh, for me just leads to the daily experience of forgiveness, which is good. It reminds me that he loves me. It's it's funny you said that because I when I even asked the question about times, time with God and growing in God— I was reflecting, um, my husband and I helped lead a, a group in Reengage, which is our marriage ministry here. And it was just this week I was working through a question in that book and recognized that I feel as if a way that God's growing me right now is that almost daily I feel that I will read the Bible and I'm confronted by Scripture or just confronted in my time with the Lord and just my own sin is revealed. And so that's where I would also just say, if you're reading the Bible and you're reading it and saying how that's going to apply and really help all the other people in my life, but not also experiencing conviction and not experiencing just being confronted by Scripture, that that is just such a great way to grow and understand the forgiveness um, of the Lord and then again in healing other relationships out of that. But just to open yourself up to that part of of growth as well. But. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I've that God's been teaching me lately is that uh, quantity is no substitute for quality. So, um, I grew up in a pretty conservative background where you know from a young age we talked about you have to do your quiet time every day, you have to spend time in God God's word every day to the point where you know as an adult I would. Uh, do it just to check, check the, box the box and say, "Hey, yeah. I I did what I I did what I was supposed to do." And you can imagine if you approached a, a relationship with another person like that. If I approached my wife like that, we're like, "Well, I did talk to you this morning before <laughs> I left, so I don't have to talk to you now because I already talked to you this morning." And I think you know, especially now, uh, you know, I'm in a life stage where uh, quality is pretty much all I get. Quantity doesn't really happen. You know, I have uh, young kids. We had twins six months months ago, so that means that. 
Uh, And and by the way, when we're recording this, we're in the midst of a worldwide lockdown because of a pandemic (laughs) where... You know, so it's a it's a stark conditions at the cozy house right now. And so, uh, but what that means is that the alone time that's requisite to say, "Hey, I sat for forty five minutes and just yeah. read and read." It doesn't always happen. And honestly, if I sit for forty five minutes by myself, I'm more likely to fall asleep than anything else. So, I think all that to say, um, for me, I think what God has been been teaching me is to uh, rest in the fact that his approval of me is not in any way connected to the quantity of my Bible reading or the, you know, checking that box every day, that he he much more wants to connect with me uh, in a meaningful way rather than have me, you know, open my Bible app, read a, a chapter really quickly and say, okay, I'm done. I did it and move on to the next yeah, thing. And there is something to be said about stages of life, oh, right? Yeah. Because I'm in a completely different stage of life than you are. And so for me to think, to, to tell people, hey, this is what you ought to do. Yeah. You know, wake up, 5.30, yeah. you got, it's perfectly quiet, you got all this time. For you, it's not. Uh, but, you know, we've talked enough that I know that right now you and Emily are, are trying to uh, snatch times for your relationship because you know without snatching times, you'll begin to feel the strain. It's the same thing with you and God. And God lets us know yeah. if we're close to him, I think he he will uh, will let us know that we miss him. And for me, uh, that happens uh, when I'm uh, I I start getting short with people. I get frustrated more easily. I uh, I start rehearsing things in my head, uh, you know, conversations or anger, or whatever. And then I'm thinking, man, I am uh, something is off inside of me. And that almost always uh, goes back to my needing to spend some time with God to touch base with them. And I should stop what I'm doing and and do that. Yeah. And in that way, I think it's really important to lean into both the universal aspect and the specific aspect. Like universally, all of us as Christians need to spend time with the Lord. We need to be challenged by him to to lean into him, to to be forgiven by him, to all these things. But specifically, that's going to look different for us based on rhythms of our lives, based on who we are, right. in the same way that no two marriages are exactly the same, but every marriage needs the husband and wife to spend time together. Or no two friends are the same, but all friendships have some universal elements to them. So I think where we can do violence to ourselves when we try to squeeze ourselves into the mold that someone else right. has, right? So we get up early, but we're not a morning person right. and we doze through it. And so we did it, but it didn't really make a difference, right? So I think sometimes we we need to toggle that universality and specificity well to realize I'm not like every other person. I do need to spend time with the Lord, but that's going to look differently for me than it is everybody else. One other thing I would add is uh, for for me, there are different parts uh, sometimes that I add uh, into my relationship with uh, Christ. Some of our worship leaders have helped me uh, with starting to try to add music because the thing that uh, I know— that I'll read something in the Bible, and that may, that can stick with me throughout the day. Uh, but more often, if I listen to uh, some kind of worship music when I'm walking and praying, uh, then I'll find myself uh, humming hours later that same uh, song. So there are different things that you can add in that may not come uh, naturally or as easily for me. Writing in a journal and reading are the are the easiest things for me. Those are the things I do naturally. Uh, listening to music, uh, meditating, uh, slowing up are harder for me. I was just going to mention, too, that I think a big part of growing in relationship with the Lord is also 
means being in community. You, you yeah. obviously, there's parts of it that you do alone, and and you spend time alone with the Lord. That's great. But if you're never talking about that with other people and processing through what God's doing in your life, we need each other and we need community as Christians. And God's yeah. made us that way. And that's for both reasons. I think one is sometimes the most encouraging thing for me to lean into the Lord is to hear what He's doing in someone else's yeah. life. Right? To be reminded right. of His goodness as I see it in someone else's life, or to see the ugliness of someone else's sin and to realize that. That, that is also how my sin looks, even though I don't see it that way. But I also think, like, I have a close friend um, back in Cleveland that we get together once a month, what we did before uh, the COVID pandemic, once a month for dinner. And I don't know how many times I've been explaining to him a fight like Amy and I had, and I think he's going to rally to my side. <laughs> and he's just looking at me like I'm a monster, and he's just saying, you're an idiot. Like, she's right, you're <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> and, and, and it's so helpful because I can't see it, but he can see it, right? And I think sometimes in my relationship with Jesus, there are things that I don't understand what the Lord's doing or I don't understand why he's doing it or I, I don't understand why I should be obedient in this way. Or, and, and community is a helpful way of, like, yeah. seeing what I don't see. Yep. Of seeing the ugliness that I don't see or the beauty that I don't see or I think that's really helpful. It'll help if every once in a while I text you, she's right, you're wrong, just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, you can do the same thing with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I think I, I just kind of w- want to culminate it in this because we're talking about like what does it look like to have a relationship with God? Maybe we shouldn't lose the sense of wonder that God even wants to have a relationship yeah. with us, right? Yeah. That the gospel is the good news that God was so discontent with our being disconnected from him that he came in Jesus and lived in for us and died for us and rose from the dead. What an amazing miracle of grace it is that we can even talk about having a relationship with God. And if you felt distant from him, maybe that's where you start. You start just by saying, I cannot believe that the God who created me actually wants to be in relationship with me. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.